Hey there. Welcome. Welcome to Faith for Today. I'm Donnie Spano, and I'm so glad that you're here with us uh, at your convenience or live. We welcome you. I'm so thankful we have times like this together. This is time conducive to God, time that He can use to build us up, to show us Himself, and to show us His way. And I'm so thankful we can do that together. There's things that you can do it on your own, but when you got someone else right there with you, it changes everything. It makes it more enjoyable. We are meant to do life together. And so I'm so thankful that we have you right here with us in the room. That, you know, it's amazing. Jesus, there was healing ministry that occurred in his life and ministry. And it was because there was no limitation in spirit. And he, there was a gentleman that came to him for healing uh, of one in his own house. And Jesus spoke the word. And that young one was healed right there. Right, They marked it back and they marked that the very hour in which Jesus spoke those words, healing worked. And there was a complete change. Why is that? Because there is no distance in those words going forward. Just like there's no distance between where you're at and we're at right here. You're right here with us in this room. And so together, let's pray and seek God about what we're to see in, in this week and in this time. Father, together we ask of you, we don't want to just hear what's man and what is uh, just a collection of study or of intellect. We want you and your spirits helping, Father, here in this place. So we invite you, we ask that you would show us, lead us and guide us into all truth here in this place, just like you said the Holy Spirit would. And Father, we're asking that by the helping of your spirit, we would see your word fresh and anew here in this place today. Thank you for it, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for being the teacher and building this truth into us. And right now, we purpose, we, we witness that as we go out from this place, we won't just hear these things, but we will do them as you help us by your wonderful power, Father, that's working in and on and through us in Jesus name. Amen. Hallelujah. And with that being said, we've released faith and we take authority. There's no evil thing that will be allowed in our place here. So now we are looking right now at what we're calling thanks living. Thanks living. And if you would go in your uh, Bible to 1 Thessalonians 5:18 and I'm going to go with you one of the things that stood out to me in these verses years ago, and it's something that God has continued to build into me, is uh, an aspect of God's will in our life, what He wants for us in life, is that we have a lifestyle of thankfulness, a lifestyle that continually looks past what's not working the way we want or what's not what we would like to see, and being able to go and surpass that to see the good. Even if it's just a thing, to see the good, no matter how little it may seem, and to give God thanks for it. And let's read it together, 1 Thessalonians 5.18, and it says, In everything, give thanks. You could say, give thanks 
all the time. Give thanks in every situation. And it says, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Now, the will of God is that you and I all the time give thanks. And that will, him being able to show himself to us, is dependent upon what we do with this truth right here. And that's why it may seem so simple that we're talking about it, but many people will will testify and say that it is a good thing to give thanks. They know they should. They know it would be good to do that. But much fewer people actually on an every moment, an everyday basis, are keeping ourselves surrounded by this thankfulness and this thankful heart. And it's a choice what we do. And it's moment by moment. You and I could be thanking God all day and the enemy, Satan, brings something to us in the next moments ahead and we can completely let loose of all of the good. How many people, you've realized this, you've had a great day, things are going as they're going as high as they could be. You're on top of the earth in feeling. and I mean, it's, it's tops. And then one thing happens. One person says something. One person disrespects you or is unlovely. You had that one experience with your manager, right? Your parents said that one thing. You got cut off in traffic. You had, and that one thing is the thing that's now at the forefront of the mind. And all of those countless things that are going well and going right completely subside. And the one thing is this evil, ah, thank you Lord for your helping, this evil ungodly thing that the enemy brought. And how it can overshadow countless good things God has done and get us so surmised and completely surrounded with what is unthankfulness. And uh, let's go together, if you will, let's go to Colossians 2, verse 7. Hallelujah. And I'm thankful for your faith because there's certain things that you and I can't get just simply on our own. There's things that Jesus himself could not get. Things he wanted to minister, he could not. And one of the big things about it was that he was in a place that wasn't thankful they were hearing from him. And they would question, they'd ask themselves, isn't this the carpenter? Isn't this, you know, Jesus? Don't we know his, his brothers and his sisters? And they, they surpassed looking in and seeing the value in Jesus because they were too fixed on the outward circumstances. And this is how subtle it can be that you and I can get off and have an unthankful heart and look at all the circumstances and choose not to be thankful, but to yield to something else, to give way to something else. And if we're not giving way to thanks and thankfulness and having a thankful life, then what are we giving way to? 
And whose choice is it? Because many will think, well, you know, you're just bound to get upset. You're bound to be frustrated. You're bound to have bad days. Everybody, everybody just has, you know, a bad day. We can go right back here. I haven't left it yet. First Thessalonians 5.18, in everything, give thanks. That includes good days. That includes what people call bad days. It's not right for God to tell you and I, be thankful all the time. If he knows very well, we are going to fail at doing that constantly. That is just wrong. He's setting us up for failure if he's going, all right, hey, be thankful. Choose to give me thanks all the time. And he's like, hey, watch this. They are going to wreck it. Watch, they are going to fail miserably. Watch, it's funny. He's not doing America's funniest home videos looking down at us, trying to do this. He has equipped us. It can, all hell can seem to have broken loose. And you and I can look at it, look through it, and see the goodness of God. And now let, let me stop right here. This is where people have said, yep, see, God was in the cancer. No, he was not. See, God was in the destruction. God caused that hurricane. No, he did not. God is not in. Uh, Jesus, in John 10, he made it very clear. He said, I'm come that you may have life. You know, no hurricane has brought life. It has not came through, taken a house from its place, thrown it aside. No tornado has done this. And there was life that just came up out of destruction. It, it doesn't happen, nor will it ever. And Jesus made it very clear that Satan is the destroyer. So if there's a destructive force, God's not in it. He has not created it. It's outside of him. And so... This is where people get off on that. And they see, see, you need to find the good in it. And when that person found out they had cancer, they enjoyed life like they never did. And they try and somehow, you see how subtle it is, give credit to this destructive force to God and make it seem like, see, it's all part of God's plan. No it's part of his plan because obviously they learned and they enjoyed life. And so that cancer, no, it was not God at all. And it's very important. We not, there's no evil thing that has ever come out of God. So we must be so quick to not give place because most people will believe that thing. They'll believe what does or doesn't happen is attributed to God. And it's important that you and I be strong enough to know, no, that's not true. And though God will bring good out of a destructive force, does not mean that God is in any part of a destruction. So, in everything, He knows we are enabled to do this. Do you know? Do we know that we are enabled? I know even just in these days, can I share that, Lord? that we have been uh we're so thankful here in the ministry we have some great things coming up and god is giving us more ability than we've ever had and it's wonderful and part of that has brought in some construction well you know if you've had any experience with construction you know that things can come up and they can and so even just in these recent days we've had things with construction that's come up that's presented what could be considered a problem and could be a setback and could be a 
And there was a thing recently that as we were looking at it, I thought, thank God we saw that problem when we did. Thank God we were able to shut off and change some things, some factors that limited damage. And God allowed us to be right there and see it and know it. And so even though we had plenty of opportunity to complain and to get upset, we saw enough that God had helped us and there was something to be thankful for. It's a choice. Now go with me. I know I, I mentioned go to Colossians 2.7. I want you to go with me to 1 Corinthians 10.1 and, um, and then I will read to you Colossians 2.7 and we can put it up for you. So you go to 1 Corinthians 10, the first verse. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. I want to read Colossians 2.7 because part of our ministry, part of what we've come out of is to minister to God's people faith. And it's not just only the, the topic of faith, but faithful words. You know, faith comes by hearing and hearing comes by the word of the Lord. And, that, and part of that is the Spirit of God ministering word to you that goes hand in hand with the Scriptures, with the Holy Bible. And here in Colossians 2.7, it says, Rooted and built up in Him, and it talks about, As you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk you in Him. So if you and I are going to, yes sir, continue to go forward with Jesus, right? You start with Him, but many stop right there. And many don't go forward. But if we're going to walk in Him and walk with Him, then the seventh verse says, we will be rooted and built up in Him. There will be a strengthening, a maturing process. And in that it says, established in the faith. Now faith is this trusting relationship we have with God. God can show us His way and we'll keep it. And we'll adapt our lives to it. And in this place, we find that there will be a faith that will be established. It's a strengthening. It's like a foundation that undergirds. And it's what we can be rooted and built up on. And it is faith. It's a faith foundation. And he continues and says, abounding therein with thanksgiving. And in the midst of that, he says, as you've been taught. This is what the Holy Spirit and the Lord Jesus is teaching us. That if we are to continue to walk in Him, and we're to continue to be established in faith, strong in faith, and rooted and built up in God and in the Lord Jesus, then we are going to be abounding in thanksgiving. You can't separate abundance of thankfulness and true faith. They are inseparable. And if you want to see strong faith, you're going to see much thankfulness to God. They are completely inseparable. So we're, we're giving you the knowing that this is a faith life, to have a thanks-living kind of lifestyle. And here, let's, let me catch up with you. You're in 1 Corinthians 10, waiting on me. You're so patient. Hallelujah. And thank you, Father. 1 Corinthians 10, verse 1. 
and it says, Moreover, brethren, now we'll be going through more than likely verse 12 at least. And it says, Moreover, brethren, so he's talking to us believers, people that have made Jesus Lord. He says, I would not that you should be ignorant. So it's important that there are some things that we do know. And that takes time. I mean, how many parents, how many children that have gone into classes in school, right? Parents don't expect these kids to go to class one day and be ready to graduate the next. All right, you went to class today. Great. You're no longer ignorant. Here's your diploma, baby. You did good. No, it doesn't. It doesn't work. And that's why many choose to be ignorant because it takes time going in the other direction. It takes time building and growing and maturing. And many people would much rather be lazy spiritually and go, hmm, well, I'll give an offering and we'll call it square. It doesn't work like that. Not with God. And so there are things we're being told here, don't be ignorant. I don't want you. He said, I would not that you should be ignorant. You could say, I don't want you to ignore this. And I don't want you to lack knowing of this. Don't ignore how that all our fathers were under the cloud. Now, this cloud was God's presence. This was their tangible present. They could put their hand in this cloud. And it was the tangible presence of God. And so they knew they could actually see God's moving. And the wise people, you know what they did? They took up their tents and they moved with the cloud. They had enough sense to know, okay, God's moving, so are we. You know, their wife might have said, we just put the tent up yesterday. I know, baby, I know, but God's moving. Let's go, let's go. Get the tent, get the kids, let's go. And they were all under this cloud. You can't say they weren't close to God. You can't say they didn't know better. You can't say they weren't set up for success. They were under the cloud. And all passed through the sea, it says. So they, it's talking about the Red Sea. These men and women, they witnessed the very Red Sea come upon it. I mean, it's amazing to think supernaturally what occurred that this water completely parted and they walked through on dry ground you can't see you can't say that they had not seen enough of the miracle working power of god that they hadn't seen enough signs and wonders to trust god they had and we're being told don't ignore this that all of our ancestors before us those that were supposed to be of faith and live before God. They all were underneath this cloud. They all walked across that Red Sea and were all baptized to Moses in the cloud and in the sea, third verse, and did all eat the same spiritual meat and did all eat, drink, excuse me, the same spiritual drink. For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them and that rock was Christ. But with many of them, Take note of this. God was not well pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. What pleases God is faith. And so you see here, faith abounds in thanksgiving 
we saw in Colossians 2.7. They did not please God. They were unfaithful. They did not abound with thanksgiving. They were found unfaithful. They displeased God. And the scriptures tell us, don't be ignorant of this. You need to know this as a child of God. It's very important you don't forget where you came from and what happened to your family before you. Why? So that you don't continue in their steps. God is giving us sure examples to keep us out of loss, to keep us from failure, because a thankful heart will keep us right with Him, keep us victorious, keep us faithful. Faithful. And so let's continue. And he said in the sixth verse, Now these things were our examples. To the intent we should not lust after, or you could say desire or want after, evil things as they also lusted. Neither be you all idolaters, as were some of them, as it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink, and they rose up to play. Neither let us commit fornication, as some of them committed, and fell in one day three and twenty thousand, twenty-three thousand people. Neither let us tempt Christ, as some of them also tempted and were destroyed of serpents. Neither murmur you, as some of them also murmured and were destroyed of the destroyer. Neither murmur. Now this word murmur is like a grumble and a complaint. And some of this, a grumble. How vocal is a grumble? Most people aren't willing to tell their boss what they think. They'd rather grumble, complain. Mm, I can't, can't believe, can't believe they, again. What are they thinking? How under, oh, hey, how's it going? Yeah, uh-huh, yep. They won't tell them personally, but they'll grumble. And they'll think, well, they don't hear it, so it's not known. But we're going to see how vastly important it is that we know what this does. It says, neither murmur you, as some of them also murmured, and were what? And were destroyed of the destroyer. Who was? God's people. People that were in that cloud, knew the presence of God, and walked with God. People who God provided spiritual food and drink for. When they needed to eat, He rained down from heaven manna for them. When they wanted meat, he gave them so much fowl, so many birds of the air, that they were tired of eating it. When they were thirst and at point of, uh, of exhaustion, he came through and gave them water out of a rock. Hallelujah. God does not want us destroyed, but he will not make us He will never come to you or to me and close our mouth. He will never make us shut our mouth. He wouldn't do it for them, and He won't do it for us. Now, 
if I was to complain, let me just take take me as an example. You can, if I was to complain, right, and I'm upset about something, I'm making my complaint known. In that moment, I'm not thanking God. It's impossible for me to complain to you in that moment and give God thanks simultaneously. I can't do both at the same time. So I'm making a choice. Either I'm going to complain to you or give thanks to God. Um, and what this is telling me as is if I choose to complain, I'm choosing not to remain because I'm fooling myself to think I can complain day in and day out and it will not destroy me. It will because I'm, I'm not like them. I can get away with it. They may have complained. They may have grumbled and murmured. And what they said, the scriptures say that when they were saying these things, and I, I have notes I'm glad to give you, but they were murmuring against Moses and against their leaders, thinking they should have done it this way, thinking how often this has occurred with managers, with leaders, and they thought they were just talking about a person, and God said, I heard it. What you spoke, it came up to my ears. And God took it personal, what they said about his people. And it allowed the enemy to get into their life and destroy them. And they were cut off from God's best. Because they did not give thanks because they gave place to a complaint. And now, for time's sake, we won't go there, but we're told in Philippians, Philippians 4, 6, it says to be, to be anxious for nothing, but in everything through prayer and supplication to make our what? Our requests made known to God. And you and I... The reason why complaint to men has been so much more common is because requests to God have not been. And if we would exercise faith in that verse and instead spend time fellowshipping with, with God the Father, take a moment, say, Father, I trust you. You are good. I'm asking that you would do this. I'm asking if, if we don't know where it's at in the Word, Father, I'm asking that you show me where, the, where does it say what I need to see in your Word. I want to pray because the Scriptures in John say that we know we're confident that we have the petitions that we've asked of Him knowing that it's His will. You find that in the Scriptures. And we want to be confident when we enter into a time of prayer that we're not just talking and making words, but that we are connecting. We've, we've asked what we know is Him, what we know He already wants to do. And then we leave that place confident, in full, full, full of trust, in fully faithful that He's heard us. So we know we got it. 
what's left at that point but thank you lord thank you so if i've just thanked him and i'm in a place of complete trust guess what i will not be doing i will not be complaining to you or to any other there's no more room for complaint because i've made a request the complaint to man is present because the request to God is faltering or failing. If we would do our part and trust Him and seek Him and fellowship with Him, we would keep ourselves from murmuring, complaining, and allowing the destroyer in our place. And um, I know we're coming on time. It is very, this is important. You and I can address issues without complaining. We talked about, you know, construction thing earlier. We addressed that issue, but we didn't complain. We asked questions. The Lord helped us. This is what I, why am I talking about this? I want to grow in this area. I want people when they're around us that they know us to be some of the most thankful hearted people in the earth because it is people like us. I'm, I'm speaking faith with you. It's people like us that get the best of gods, that keep the best of gods, people that Satan cannot touch. Something that the Lord ministered to me in years, these years past is that he said, what I'm not thankful for, I'm liable to lose. And I've seen it. You can see it naturally. If you leave a piece of equipment outside and you just let, you know, here we're in Southwest Florida, it rains all the time through the summer. You can count on it daily. And if I just let that piece of equipment out there and leave it in the field, and leave it and leave it and leave it it will rust it will rot it i'm liable to lose it and this is what life becomes if we choose to not give thanks but the thankful heart the thankful heart will preserve it it will put people it will put places it will put things in circumstances in our life where they cannot be touched they cannot be rusted or rotted. They cannot be destroyed. And God can keep them and we can enjoy them. Hallelujah. Because we are thanks living kind of people. All the time. Finding that thing to give God thanks for. Hallelujah. Well, come back for more, my friends, because that's all for this session. But there's more to see. We love you. We bless you. We will see you soon.